Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Spirit of Prophecy podcast. Very important episode today, a very special episode. Uh, It's going to get a little complicated. This is not going to be uh, a Bible study today. This is going to be more of a political study today. And, And we are doing this to help you make sense of what is going on in the world there. Uh, and so this is not going to be a Bible study. We are What we are going to look at today is why all the confusion, and God is not the author of confusion, but let me tell you something. The devil is the author of confusion. Our government definitely uh, is part of a lot of the confusion that's out there, but we are going to show you some facts and help you make sense of some things that are going on in the world right now. That I think will be very helpful to you. But before we do, uh, tonight we have an evening program, which is unusual. Most of these done in the afternoon, but just something to look for uh, in the coming weeks and months for the new year. Uh, we're probably going to start doing more evening programs. I'm going to try to do uh, more live streams uh, with guests. I like to do them live rather than pre-recorded, but all that's going to depend on availability. It's always challenging. Uh, to make everybody's schedules work together. But I do want to start playing these in the evening hours. Uh, Also, we're going to have less content like this coming out. And what I plan on doing in the new year, I want to start making a bunch of shorter videos, less than five minutes long, preferably. Basically, just answering different questions when it comes to prophecy and when it comes to Israel. I regularly am getting questions from people about different Bible verses, you know, how do you explain this? How do you explain that? And it's typically stuff that I've covered. I mean, we have got many, many hours and hours already on this channel dealing with many different topics. And so rather than, you know, telling people, well, go listen to this hour long video. I spend five minutes somewhere in there describing that very thing. And some of these things I've repeated so many times, I'm kind of tired of talking about it. And I don't even want to talk about it. You know, I get, I get sick of some subjects sometimes, but what I would like to do is have these short videos. So when these, well, what about this comes, we're just kind of ready to play whack-a-mole with people and we can just share a short video and we need to do that because people have short attention spans anyway. And most people aren't going to watch an hour long video uh, describing something. So we're going to try to do some short five minute or less videos, just answering different questions on prophecy on Israel. And I'm hoping that they will be helpful to people. So be watching for those. If you have some suggestions, Um, you know, leave uh, those questions in the comments, email them to me, and uh, it'll give me some inspiration, even though I've got many ideas already, but planning on doing a bunch of that uh, over the next weeks uh, and possibly months, along with some uh, live streams and continue to have guests and things like that. I don't know if I'm going to keep doing the sermons on there. It, uh, it requires a lot of time to just listen to everybody's sermons and things like that. I still might do some in the future, but I, I don't know that we'll actually, we'll have continue having that weekly. So just be ready for those changes there. But either way, uh, we will continue putting out a lot of great content for you. But today, what I want to talk about, I want to talk about the United States support for Israel. And uh, I want us to understand why the United States typically stands with Israel. They pretty much always stand with Israel, whether Republican or Democrat, they stand with Israel. And while many in the evangelical world love that and are thrilled with that, you know, does it ever make you scratch your head a little bit and just ask why, you know, now, obviously, you know, on this program, we disagree with the dispensationalists on the support of Israel and things like that. But at the same time, too, uh, those of you in the dispensational land, does it ever make you wonder why Joe Biden stands with Israel? Do we really think it was his theology that motivates him? I understand it's your theology that causes you to support Israel. I believe it's bad theology, but let's just say you're right. Do you think Biden has the same motivation as you? Do you think Donald Trump has the same motivation as you? When it comes to supporting Israel, you know, is the support of Israel just what needs to be done politically? Because one quarter of the United States, you know, identifies as evangelical Christians and evangelical Christians typically stand with Israel. Is that what it is? So is it just, is it just to get the votes? So, and that's why we typically see Republicans, 
more supportive of Israel than the Democrats? Or is there a little more to it? And let me just say, I do not believe this is some deep rabbit hole conspiracy. But I am going to give you the facts and show you why the United States has typically support and pretty much always has supported Israel. Obviously, there's a contest of who supports Israel more because Democrats have stood with Israel or, uh, and so have Republicans. But now that we are seeing a lot of confusion out there from people who are watching all of these anti-Israel protests, we are seeing the biggest you know, piles of filth on the planet all uniting in their uh, stand against Israel and for Palestine. We're seeing that from the left. We are seeing these universities who are, who are promoting and are allowing the promotion of the genocide of Jewish people on their campuses. And of course that's repulsive. And of course that's wrong. And of course these universities are wicked and, and absolutely horrible. But here's what we're seeing is we, there, and I'm seeing this personally, there's people that I know that would consider themselves dispensational and, and pro-Israel, but they're, they're seeing a lot of the foolishness that's being taught from the scriptures on their side. They're seeing, and they're listening to the truth that's coming from preachers like myself. But at the same time too, they're terrified of not standing with Israel for fear of them being aligned with the squad and with anti-Semites and the liberal universities and Harvard and places like that, because they have been fed this false left-right paradigm. They have been told you're either for Israel or you're for Palestine. Just like we're told you're either for Republicans or you're for Democrats. Here's the two choices. That's all there is. And what do we call that? We call that a false dichotomy, a false dilemma. And we have been presented these things politically forever. And who could, who could you name out there who has done a better job of exposing these fallacies than none other than Alex Jones? Alex Jones has been a leader in just showing the foolishness of the false right-left paradigm, showing how the left and the right, they're two wings on the same bird. He's, nobody's shown that better than him. Yet, when Alex Jones uh, has a debate with, I believe, I believe it was Stu Peters, um, and we're not going to show the, the whole thing. I, I do want to show one clip. We see him all of a sudden going into logical fallacies, which is unlike him. We see him showing kind of a false dichotomy. We see some uh, broad generalization going on. We see him being very condescending to Stu Peters. He had to even tell him, I'm not trying to be condescending. I think it's because he knew he was being condescending. He literally does everything a person does when they're losing an argument. And this has got people scratching their heads. What, what's wrong with Alex Jones on this subject? And, and honestly, I don't know for sure. Uh, I, I, I do think that... Um, Alex Jones does identify as a Christian. And I'm thinking maybe he's l just listening to the wrong people. He's uh, listening to some of the you know bad evangelicals out there. Cause even, even a lot of good evangelicals who are right on the gospel are wrong on the issue of Israel. So I don't know if he's just trusting these people, but at the same time, I mean, you know, Alex Jones, he, he, kno he knows way more than I do about all things political. And so to kind of watch him speak this way, it is, it's very puzzling. It's confusing. It's a little concerning. This has some people thinking he's controlled opposition. I, I don't know. I don't want to believe that. Uh, I, you know, I've never been a close follower, but I've always, uh, you know, and th there's always been much I have appreciated while well, there's always been some stuff I didn't particularly care for too much. Uh, but, but overall, I've always thought he's been good. Uh, for the country and just getting a lot of truths out there, having a very loud voice about things that most people are quiet about. And he has, he's exposed a, a lot of things, but yet I want to show you this clip here because it is, it's just, it's very unlike Alex Jones, but at the same time, assuming this is coming from sincerity, his thinking is much like many Baptist preachers that I have talked to when it comes to this subject uh, and specifically with this issue of Israel and Palestine. And so let's watch this clip.
let's let's just expand on this for a moment. See, Stu, I'm not condescending to you. I, I I think you're a smart guy, okay? But I'm trying to trying to really get you to think about something here. Harvard, Yale, Princeton, all basically say from the mountains to the sea, get rid of Israel. So to me, it's not black and white. You're either for Israel or for Hamas, vice versa. Why is all the academia and the leftists that are funded by BlackRock literally teaching that Jews are inherently evil and, and they're attacking them all over the place and that the university saying they're inherently bad and the Islam is allied with the left? And then I agree, you can't swing a stick in the dark and not hit a leftist Jew in charge of it. There's some other people that aren't Jewish, but it's it's probably half Jewish people literally running the Islamic groups that hate the West and hate Israel. So I'm looking at this, you've got Israel over here, and then a bunch of leftist academics like Noam Chomsky saying the Muslims are little sweetie cakes, which they're not, they want to take over on average. And I'm asking you then, if the Jews run everything, which I don't think they do, why is academia that is the heart of the globalist literally promoting the destruction of Israel. Let's let's. All right. So boy, just the, that was so that, that whole thing is just so unlike Alex Jones. Cause you know, I mean, academia, you know, they're against the Jews. They're saying the Jews are inherently evil. And from what I saw too, of that debate, you know, Peters is talking about the Zionist, you know, the Zionism. And there is, there is a big difference between your Zionist Jews and your non-Zionist Jews, okay? And, th and that confuses even people on my side, okay? And this doesn't, and listen, don't fall into this trap, okay? I think Zionist Jews and non-Zionist Jews politically, I think both sides are bad, okay? Here's the problem with Judaism overall. Here's what they all have in common. They reject Christ. That's really, really bad, okay? But politically, it is the Zionist Jews and your secular Jews are very different. They have very different ideologies. They have very opposing ideologies. It's not uncommon for a false religion or even uh, even another nation or a certain ethnicity to not have major division within that group. Even in the Muslim world, they're always fighting with each other. Okay, But they, at the same time, doesn't mean they don't have certain things in common that are bad that they all have. And one group might be less dangerous than another group. And so it's the same thing too, uh, amongst the, the Jews, you know, the, the problem across the board, they deny Christ, but politically you do, you have your secular Jews and you have your Zionist Jews. And I think, I think both are dangerous, but they are at the same time, they're still very opposed to each other. And it's important that we understand that when you understand that you can kind of start making sense of things because you know, why is Bernie Sanders seem to be siding more with the Palestinians. Well, it's because he's a secular Jew. You know, there is, there's a big difference between a Benjamin Netanyahu, who is a Zionist Jew, and a Bernie Sanders, who is a, uh, a secular Jew. And many of the Jews that are in our government, okay, the Chuck Schumers, the, I, I believe he's Jewish, uh, you know, the you know, guys like George Soros, these big funders and things, these are secular Jews. Okay? And many of them are, are opposed to Zionism. Uh, you know, to, to a certain extent. And so I think by the end of this video, hopefully you'll understand some of that a little bit, but, but either way, listening to Alex Jones, just kind of act like, you know, listen, if the left is teaching that the Jews are inherently evil, you know, then they're, they must be good. You know, they're, they're, and you didn't say it that way, but um, there was, there was just a lot of two, just uh, broad generalization remarks that he was using in there too that are just typically things you do when you're losing an argument and nobody gets to the heart of an issue politically on these things better than Alex Jones. Nobody typically stops people from doing the very things he's doing in this interview than Alex Jones. He likes to stay focused on where the real problem is and let's not get sidetracked by all these other things that they're trying to distract you with. Yet that's exactly what he does in this. So I'm not going to sit here and try to figure out exactly what all is going on in Alex Jones' mind. I don't know. I I, I want to believe he's just, this is him trying to be a good Christian and he's just listening to the wrong people. Okay? I, but I, I don't know. I, I, I am not an Alex Jones analyst, but it just, it is, it's, it's shocking a lot of people 
that he's saying this stuff. And it is, it's very out of character for him. But I wanted to address it because I have talked with pastors who have the same thinking as Alex Jones in this, where it's like they're seeing the foolishness being taught on their side. They're hearing the truth coming from my side, but they're not about to fully embrace my position. They still want to stand with Israel. And a lot of it too is because in their minds, there must be something right about it. If the squad's against them, you know, if Bernie Sanders and George Soros, and if the college universities are all standing against Israel, then of course we need to stand with them. And, and you know what, and this is, it's moments like these where we need Alex Jones out there telling people, you know, why this is foolish and what they're doing to you with that. Uh, but unfortunately, Alex Jones is sitting on the sidelines on this one and taking a knee on this one. But here's what I, here's what I want to explain to you because I want things to make sense and truth makes sense. Okay. When you are in the right, you will find consistency when you are wrong. You can't be consistent. Okay. This is why we see, you know, in false religion, they always end up revealing themselves. They'll, when, when you make that one error, it's going to lead to more errors. You cannot be consistent when you're in error. And the leftist ideology, it's wrong. Therefore, d- different circumstances will often cause them to have to throw their principles out the window, which th- in many ways they're doing that in this particular case. Um, and, but when you're in the right, you never have to, you never have to do that. And so whenever you do, whenever you start seeing things like this, cause everything to fall apart, it's cause you have something wrong. And so let's, let's fix it. Okay. And so what I, uh, what I do want to talk about though, I think it's important that we understand, again, this is not a Bible study day. If you came wanting to learn Bible, uh, go watch one of the other programs. This is a more of a political study that we're looking at today, but why does the U S support Israel? Cause we understand why the dispensationalists do. Okay. It's bad theology, I believe, but do you really think the U S government has the same motivation? Did Joe Biden read Larkin's dispensational truth and figure out, and you know, is he reading a Schofield Bible? Is that, is that what is motivating? Do we really think that our government is reading their Bible and thinking, man, we got to stand with Israel. I don't, I don't believe any of you pro-Israel Christians out there believe that that's the case. Well, they're our ally in the Middle East. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because the U.S. has supported Israel from day one. Yeah, but remember, because in nineteen before nineteen forty-eight, it was Britain that had control of Palestine, and uh, and after and after Israel became a nation. The United States was, it was the first nation to recognize Israel. Within 11 minutes, President Harry Truman acknowledged the state of Israel, uh, just showing the U.S. support. The U.S. has been behind them the whole way. But also, remember, the nation of Israel is a Jewish nation. Now, remember this, okay? And think about what that means. I'm hearing a lot of people saying, you know, the Jewish state of Israel. Okay, what does that mean? Because we also hear people saying that Israel is a democracy. Now, this is where the left is starting to lose their mind. Okay, let's understand one of the reasons the left is also against Israel. Because they do not believe in a nation having a religious identity like that. Okay, just like and just like the United States, you know, on the Mayflower Compact, they Mayflower Compact, they don't want them talking about Christian schools. You know, they did. They want to have start a nation where they could advance the Christian faith. And we used to be a Christian nation, and the left hate that. They hate the idea of a nation that has a religion. Now, the United States did stand against a state-sponsored religion. Meaning, you know, that they cannot go and like impose a religion. You can't have a state religion. I agree with that. I think that's good. But there, there's no doubt our founding fathers intended that our nation be a nation made up of Christian people, just not necessarily Catholics or Methodists or Baptists or something like that. But they for sure wanted it to be Christian. And that is offensive. That is very offensive to the left. 
And so, of course, it would be offensive to have a Jewish state. But in order to become a citizen of Israel, one must be Jewish. And if you're not Jewish, you must convert to Judaism. So right there is one of the reasons the left is very offended by that because it's not really, you know, because is it really a democracy if you are forced to be a part of religion? Would America really be a democracy if you had to be a Christian to be an American? So, and, and here's the thing too. Let's say we were a Christian nation, but there isn't Christianity and Judaism very different. Yeah, it's very different. Yes, we have similar morals based off the law of God. But at the end of the day, as Christians, we ought to understand how different it is and how it's all pointless without Christ. But at the same time, we act like they're like us. You know, that that is there the Israel over there in the Middle East. It's it's the United States of of the Middle East. No, it's not. It, that's not the case at all. But that's what they tell us. But it's not a democracy like America. The goal of Zionism, just you can read all the uh, you know, the things that from when they started, it was to establish a Jewish nation. And so it is it is universally agreed too that the Holocaust not only caused sympathy for the Jewish people, but it also caused the world to support Zionism. But in a more practical way, it created a necessity for a Jewish uh, or for a Jewish nation. Because here's the thing, Jewish people, they were not mixing in well with other nations. Okay, And, and understand too, and you, did you know that you can be against a religion you could even be against a culture. You could not like a particular culture or ethnicity without being a hateful bigot. Do you understand that? Because different cultures have very different ways of life. I am very much against the Islamic culture. Okay? I don't want that in our country. I don't want laws you know, where we're forcing women to wear hijabs and all that kind of stuff. I am very much against many things in Muslim culture. I don't want this to become a Muslim nation. Okay, I don't think I'm a bigot for saying that. I, I don't think I am at all. I think it's okay. It's okay to feel that way. But that doesn't mean I want to kill all Muslims, nor would I support the extermination of Muslims. Here's what I would rather have. I would rather them have their own nations. And so I think that's how much of the world fed, felt after World War II. People are like, man, we don't want to just go killing all the Jews. That's not right. However, they're not assimilating well. Like the Bible says, they're contrary to all men. So many people were supportive of a Jewish nation. And there's there were different places they thought about putting them. You know, I think it was Hitler. He wanted them to put them in Madagascar, I think it was, or not Madagascar, uh, Uganda. Uh, there was there there was different talk over the years of different places. Uh, but uh, ultimately ended up being in the historical land of Israel. But but either way, people, they didn't want to see him killed, but it wasn't working. Them blending in with, you know, the different nations and things. and But people didn't want to see them exterminated. So a lot of people, you know, good people are like, yeah, let's let them have a nation. That's better than them failing to mix here. And so... um you know, I think that's what got a lot of people behind it. And I feel the same way today. I am okay with them having a nation. I'm okay with the Muslims having a nation. And I would be fine if all the Muslims wouldn't think. So that's a really bad idea. Well, hey, I'd also like for there to be a Baptist nation. And if they ever make a Baptist nation, I'll probably move there. Okay. So just because uh, I I think that would be, a, I think that'd be an awesome nation personally. But anyway. Uh, I, I don't see that happening anytime soon. So here's why the U.S. though supports Israel. First off, we are strategic partners. Okay, we both get something out of each other. Okay, now these are just this is not a conspiracy. This is just historical fact that you can hear. You, I, I've, I've heard clips of Republicans and Democrats talking about. But this is the real reason. It's not a biblical reason. You dispensationalists. Okay. It's your bad theology that causes you to just get excited when politicians are like, we stand with Israel, but that's not their motivation. Okay. Even they're not that mixed up in their theology. 
Okay, they have it's it's completely political with them because again the the support of Israel it goes it goes all the way back to the to the Cold War you know right for, right after World War II into the eighties during this time the United States was kind of in competition with the Soviet Union and they were trying to build a global empire the United States wanted to compete with the Soviet Union in this global empire and they needed allies in the Middle East because many of them were siding with Russia. You know, in, uh, you know, in Israel, when they were first formed, they were attacked by five different Arab nations. And guess where nations like Egypt were buying their weapons from? Russia, okay? Just keep that in mind. Egypt is buying their weapons from Russia, okay? Now, so in the Middle East during that time, and even still today, you know, or you know, the Soviet Union's gone now, but you know, you have Russia trying to make a comeback. But in the Middle East, you had pro-Soviet nations, and you also had the pro-Western nations. Some nations were aligning more with the Soviet Union, which was helping give them greater power. It, the United States is wanting to build a global empire during this time. Do you realize before World War II, and I won't get my number exactly right, but when it came to uh, world militaries, ours was way down low on the list. I think we were like 20-something in, in the world when it came to military. We were like right under Romania, I believe it was. And then it was after World War One or World War II during that time where we became, you know, where we became dominant. So again, the United States is rising to power. They're trying to, uh, they, they need allies in the Middle East. And so... What Israel, you know, uh, they ended up when so when Israel came in to being, the United States was very quick to support Israel. Now, here's a big question: What does Israel get out of, you know, standing with the United States? All right, I, I'm going to give you a few seconds to guess. I'll bet you know what it is. What does Israel have to gain from aligning with the United States? And you guessed it money lots and lots of money did you know that since world war ii the united states has given more money to israel than any other nation that tiny nation the size of new jersey we've given more money to that nation than any, any other roughly 260 billion dollars has been given to israel up until 2008 part of that money that we would give them was economic aid but now uh, under obama he signed a law where we're giving him $3.8 billion a year, and I believe that's what we're still doing. Obama signed this. $3.8 billion a year from the United States. And so we say, well, what's the U.S.'s motivation for doing that? Okay. Why did Obama do that? Did Obama become a dispensationalist? Did Obama realize the Jews are God's chosen people and he wants to get blessings by supporting Israel? No, did you want to know what one of the United States motivation is for giving them $3.8 billion every year? Remember how Egypt was spending its money for weapons in Russia? Well, guess where all of the $3.8 billion that we give Israel has to be spent? In the United States. And only on weapons. Okay? All of the money that we give Israel is spent on weapons and things. And all of that money is spent in the United States. So can we now maybe understand too why some groups might be really anxious to lobby our government to support Israel? So they will, because if there's a war going on over there, guess who's going to make money off of it? You know, all these, you know, weapons manufacturers in the United States. But all that, that 3.8 billion that we give Israel, it all gets spent in the United States. And, and that's just a fact. I've heard Bernie Sanders even talk about that. Or about the 3.8 billion, and everybody knows it all has to be spent in the U.S. And so many are upset because our country, we put no stipulations on them on how they use it. But many people think that we should. There, and that it is true. It is just kind of a blank check mentality. We give them that money, they spend it in the United States, and as long as they're spending over here, we don't really care what they do. We don't care what they do with what they buy. And that isn't that kind of how it is, you know, typically, you know, the gun stores, you know, hey, as long as you buy our bullets, we're not going to ask what you're going to do with them. You know, they don't really want to know what you're going to do with them. 
As long as you buy them, as long as we're protected by law, you know what? As long as you got the money, here you go. And that's how it is with our government. Our government says nothing about how they spend their money. And that is one of the things that's very offensive to the left because they're like, look at all this genocide against the Palestinians. Look at what they're doing. Look at all these people they're massacring. Look at the treatment. Look at all these walls that they're building and the oppression that they're putting the Palestinians under. Why is the United States saying anything? And, you know, and then you have Republicans. Well, you know, they're a sovereign nation. They can do what they want. Okay, but when we're giving them $3.8 billion a year, shouldn't we be able to say a little bit? But no, all we're saying, hey, as long as you spend the money in the United States, you're okay. But that is exactly what's going on. Okay, This is not a conspiracy. These are just facts that many people uh, are ignoring. And so, you know, the, you know, so why does the U.S. let Israel get away with a lot of these terrible things? Well, it's typically because being pro-Israel pays off politically. But folks, here's where things are getting interesting now. That's kind of starting to change. Okay. And not even necessarily for good reasons, but it's kind of starting to change. Being pro-Israel has paid off politically since Israel became a nation because, again, a good chunk of our country are evangelical Christians and they have been brainwashed into supporting Israel no matter what. But again, um, things are changing. You know, another reason too. Uh, Israel gets away with so much is the pro-Israel lobbies are very, very powerful. You know, you do have these groups like APAC and stuff that are, are very powerful. They are very influential. They do uh, influence politicians greatly. And so when it, when it comes to all the different lobbyists and stuff, that's something that, you know, typically you go to a guy like Alex Jones to find out the facts and, and who's who and all that kind of stuff. And I've not looked into all that. I don't really care about all that. I'm just saying that the the motivation for the United States supporting Israel is in order for us to be a dominant world power, we do need allies over in the Middle East. And before Israel became a nation, we were we were losing that battle and Russia was gaining ground. And so when the Israel, the state of Israel became into being, it helped a lot. It helped us militarily, strategically, and, and there is, and there are, there is, there's a faction of Arab nations that are pro-Western, and there, uh, just as there are some that are more pro-Russia, you know, and so you do, you have places like Iran that we're always hearing spoken about that are probably going to side with Russia and come against Israel, and you know, and those are, uh, those are all uh, basically just showing the diff different alignments, and so. America strategically needed that. And so America, you know, too, because they're given all this money, one of the ways America creates jobs and all these things is they pass bills, they pass spending bills, you know, that they feel will stimulate the economy. And so that's one of the things that, you know, them, you know, passing a bill to give $3.8 billion to Israel, you know, that's great for all these different groups, as long as Israel has to spend all that money over here in the United States. And so, uh, you know, that, that shows a lot of it, but at the same, so at the same time, I I've got another video that I want to show you too, because again, when it comes to, um, supporting Israel, okay. While America does have an interest, while there are strategic reasons, it doesn't all, it's not always to their benefit. Israel is not just a nation that exists for the sole purpose of helping out the United States. They have a will of their own too. They have desires that sometimes are contrary to the uh, interests of the United States. And that creates problems. Okay. Just because too, that's going to happen in a Jewish nation. A Jewish nation is going to be very different than a Christian nation. A Muslim nation is going to be very different than a Christian nation because they have different values and things. And so this does, this creates a lot of problems and politicians have had to deal with these things forever because we are not like Israel. They do not serve the same God that we do. If you do not have the son, you do not have the father. They do not have the same values 
that we do. Benjamin Netanyahu, when giving speeches, he likes to quote from the Old Testament because it gets Christians excited. You know, and it's like, does he, and I don't know, because I don't understand Hebrew, but in his English speeches, I hear a lot of Old Testament scripture. Does he do that when he's speaking in Hebrew too? When he's giving speeches in Israel, does he quote the Torah as much? I don't know. I, that'd, be, that'd be something uh be interesting to look into. I don't know. I think he's doing that to just kind of th throw a bone to the Christians. But either way, um, it's been this way for a long time where these different, you know, it, it it's kind of created problems. And so I want to show you another clip. I just saw this recently. I've never seen this before, but it's interesting. But this is some audio of Billy Graham talking to President uh, Richard Nixon. And I want you to listen to what they say too, because this just kind of shows how politicians always do. They always have to put up with junk, you know, because for political purposes, you know, at the end of the day, it's about the uh, political agenda and, and, but things conflict. And so uh, let's listen to, to this uh, very interesting clip. You see, the Bible makes a distinction, Mr. President, between two groups of Jews. One is called the synagogue of Satan. There's two different kinds. And those people in the latter days is called the remnant of God's people, which will be Jewish people. And then there's the synagogue of Satan. And nearly all of your religious deceptions in the latter days, what the Bible speaks, latter days can be a thousand years, uh, uh, what they call the synagogue of Satan. In other words, they are energized by a supernatural power called the devil. This is what the Bible teaches, whether you believe it or don't believe it. This is the biblical teaching, and this is what I believe. And I believe that you have, they have a, they have a strange brilliance about them. They have a, they have a, they're smart, and they, and they are energized, in my judgment, by a supernatural power. But also they do something else, they're not smart. And you see, and of course Hitler didn't, uh, they had a stranglehold on Germany, on the banking of Germany, on everything in Germany, and the media. They had the whole thing, you see. And he, but he went about it wrong. But but this stranglehold has got to be broken, or this country is going to go down the drain. Yes, sir. I can't ever say it, but I believe it. No, but if you like the second time, we might be able to do something. So did you hear what Nixon said there at the end? He's like, you know, he's like, I believe it, but I can't say that. Okay. And basically what we're seeing from here too is Billy Graham is accurately showing just kind of the negative impact that the Jewish people uh, have had on different parts of the world and what they were having uh, in Europe. You know, now he was like, you know, Hitler was wrong in how he did it, but he's like, we got to do something about what they're doing in the United States too. And so the, the here's, here's the reality of all things political. Okay is there are many, unfortunately, truth is often very politically incorrect. And so politicians, they're some of the last people you, are, you can ever count on and, and trust, but they have understood that there is Christians, Jews, and Muslims are very different. We do not coexist very well. And it is, it's, but uh, it is good to, for them to just kind of have their own nations. And so for the United States, we do. If we want to be a global empire, we need allies in other countries. We need allies in the Middle East. So there's a benefit there to having Israel because, you know, a Christian nation is not going to thrive over there. And a Jewish, you know, nation, it's struggling to survive to begin with over there. But, but either way, we need, we need them over there strategically. Also too, you know, it's good for the world if people are kind of in their own places, but you're not allowed to say that, but it is just a reality. And one of the reasons we're seeing so much, you know, people often talk about the violence that is in the United States versus a lot of other countries. You know, it's like, why do we have so much more here? Well, part of it's because we're a melting pot. Okay. And understand there are certain cultures that are not going to coexist. It's just, it's not going to happen. And, you know, the more Muslims we get over here, the more problems we're going to have in these areas. And so, but you know, these are politically inconvenient uh, truths. And what, you know, when you say these things, but it's, it's reality and we're here, we're talking about reality. And so here's what we've got going on. This is why the left 
sides with the Muslims. And this is why things just, you know, if we can just make sense of everything right now. Okay. Understand our government stands with Israel, not because they love Jews. Okay. But because they need an ally in the Middle East. So they are very sensitive. They are very careful about what they say about Jews. You got presidents like Nixon. I can't say the truth about it. I believe it, but I can't say it, you know, because it will, it will cause political problems for them. But at the end of the day, never forget the only reason our country is supporting Israel is because we need an ally in the Middle East and we are more likely to get it from them than we are these Muslim countries. You know, there is the fine, you know, fi certain groups are going to benefit financially if we're spending $3.8 billion or, or whatever it is, and they're spending it all over here on weapons. Obviously, if they go to war, you know, there are certain industries over here that are going to do real well and are, are going to make a lot of money. So um, that's the motivation there. It's not religious. They didn't convert to dispensationalism. It, it, it's a money thing. It's just, it's just it's a strategic thing. So now what about the left? What about these left-wingers that are against the Jews and are saying all this horrible anti-Semitic stuff? What's going on there? Well, when it comes to the left, the left are very much, one, they're very anti-white. And so who are they going to side with? The white Jews or the brown-skinned Palestinians? Well, of course, they're going to go with the people with darker skin. Every time, because we have been trained and conditioned to be sensitive to people with darker skin than us. That's a big part of it too. Even though, think about this, Israel is the most, Tel Aviv is the most pro-LGBT city on the planet. It is a modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. Think, think about that. Where in Islam, they are very hostile in many, many ways to homos. So, you know, people, you know, a lot of people are confused there, you know, and then the Christians trying to get the left to support them that, you know, they don't usually bring that up. Hey, why aren't you standing with Israel? They're pro LGBT. You see it. So there, there's so much confusion there, but at the end of the day, we have been teaching the last generation about how terrible white people are and how they're always oppressive to people with darker skin and Jews are wider than Palestinians. Another thing too, we have been taught, we've been taught this anti-colonialism, you know, those terrible white people always going and taking over the land and oppressing the indigenous minorities. The Europeans, they came over to America and they stole the land from the Indians. America's evil. America owes the Indians, all that stuff. You know, they built the nation on slaves. We, we, we hear all those things. We went and colonized all these countries in Africa and all these different other parts of the world. And that's bad. And that's exactly what the Jews did in Israel. It's white people that went and basically colonized, uh, colonized Palestine, which Palestine and here, but here's the thing about that too. Palestine wasn't even really a thing. I mean, they called it the land of Palestine, but they didn't really have a Palestinian state uh, before 1948. Because here's, here's another thing, too, that people need to understand about just how things have worked in the world. You, know, you can't just go and claim a geography when you're doing nothing with it. And when you have no, when you have no kind of government, you have no system in place, the land is wild and overgrown. And so that's how a lot of people justified the Americans taking over much of, or the Europeans taking over much of America because the land was very wild. The Indians didn't have a government and there were some, you know, uh, some of the tribes were savages, you know, that they were very violent and didn't have, but, you know, there were others though that lived peacefully and, you know, um, I guess we're good. I don't know that much about that, but that's what they say. And so how dare those Europeans come over and take over that? Well, here's the thing in Palestine, it was kind of the same thing. The land was very desolate. They weren't really doing anything with it. Yeah. People were existing over here, but they didn't have like a form of government or anything like that. So really the same rules that Europeans used to come take over this land are kind of the same rules the Jews used 
to take over Palestine. And so if we are going to spend indoctrinate people into believing what the Europeans did in America was bad, why wouldn't those same people think what the Jews did over in Palestine is bad? So again, even though Jews are also a minority, an oppressed minority in, in America, at the end of the day, they're white. At the end of the day, they took over a land of darker skinned indigenous people. And so of course these nut jobs on the left are going to be freaking out and throwing a big hissy fit. Of course that's what they're going to do. And at the end of the day, the people behind all this promoting this want to destroy this nation. The same people that are, are, you know, calling on genocide for the Jews and are pro-Palestinian are the same people that want our borders wide open. That's going to, that's, is doing and going to continue to do a great deal of damage to this country. That's what they want. The more mixed we become culturally, the more hostility there's going to be, the more problems we're going to be having. They know that. They want that. They want that to happen. Certain groups aren't able to coexist and the Israelis and the Palestinians are never going to peacefully coexist. And eventually in America, we will no longer be able to peacefully coexist. And that's what they're shooting for. And they are, they are trying to destroy our country. They're trying to destabilize the world. And all these wars and things going on in the Middle East, it's causing more and more Muslims to flee their countries. And they're spreading out into all these European countries. And it is destroying everything. It really is. And so politically, this is, this is, a, this is a nightmare situation that we are in. This is a nightmare scenario that we've got going on. But I will say this, for those of you as Christians, you know what, if we are more about the kingdom of God than we are the kingdom of America, you know, while I don't think we need to be supportive of open borders, we don't need to be supportive of these wars that are destabilizing things. Well, I don't believe we ought to, I don't think we need to politically be supportive of just, you know, making America even more of a melting pot. Just understand it is a great evangelistic opportunity. If you really do have a burden for Muslim people, guess what? You can go to Muslim neighborhoods in America and you can witness without being in danger. We did that this year. We went to an all Muslim neighborhood and gave the gospel and they didn't like it, but they couldn't do anything about it in America. We, we went to a almost all Jewish neighborhood and gave the gospel there this year. We're not going to get away with that over, over in Israel. And so understand, you know, as Christians, you know, America is not going to make it long-term. If the Lord tarries is coming, America will fall. Uh, and, but at, in the meantime, let's take advantage of a witnessing opportunity and try to get to the gospel to these people that are coming over here. I am all for, I'm all for doing that kind of thing, but either way, uh, I, I wanted to do this just to mainly help y'all make sense of things politically. Do not fall for this false left-right paradigm. You do not have to be pro-Israel or pro-Palestinian. They're both bad. Uh, they're both fighting a losing battle. And, you know, e e no, nobody wins either way. If the Jews win, while it will be good for them politically, it will be very, very bad for them spiritually. And same thing goes for the Muslims as well. Me as someone who's more concerned about the spiritual, I don't particularly value Jewish souls over Muslim souls. So I don't, I don't, ha I literally don't have a dog in this fight. Here's what I have a problem with are Christians telling me that I am biblically mandated to stand with Israel. That is a lie. And I have shown over and over again how that is not scriptural whatsoever. That is not scriptural. But understand, not siding with Israel is not me siding with the Palestinians. It is not. Do not fall for that false left-right paradigm. Go watch Alex Jones' old stuff about you know exposing that whole kind of thing politically. It's great stuff. Don't listen to him when it comes to the subject of Israel. But either way... I've showed you what the United States motivation is for many politicians. It is. It's about getting votes. If, if, you know, if you're a politician in a, in a heavily Christian district, you better support Israel or you're not going to get any votes for the most part. And so a lot of, a lot of people 
That's our motivation. The people who are in power, it is. It's about, you know, it is about the strategic alliance and all that kind of stuff. Hey, and I'm all for our country having alliances with countries. If you want to, if you want Israel to defeat Palestine because you feel like that's better for the American interest, I guess I don't have a problem with that. Just don't act like you're fighting some spiritual holy war because it's not. It's a political war to advance the American agenda. And I'm a little concerned about what's going to happen in the Middle East if we advance the American agenda because are we because is then all the Muslim countries going to become pro LGBT like Israel is and like America is? That's not going to help those nations out. Listen, those nations have a ton of problems, but making them pro LGBT is not going to make anything better. So let's just it's okay for us to see reality. It's okay for us to just recognize sometimes we've got when the Crips and the Bloods are fighting with each other, I don't have to pick I don't have to pick which gang I want to win in that fight. I think they're both I think they're both bad. And so either way, not really any Bible today, just politics. But uh the the, the but understand the Bible is what can give clarity to things. The love of money is the root of all evil. Okay. Bad theology is motivating a lot of what we've got going on. And at the end of the day, the only thing that will fix anything is Jesus Christ. And I don't see Christ being promoted by Israel or Palestine. I don't see Christ being promoted from the Republicans or the Democrats. I don't see Jesus Christ as any part of a solution over there. And therefore I'm not interested. They want to start talking about Jesus. I'll, I'll get on, I'll get on the side of whoever is behind promoting that that's where we can actually have peace on earth what we need we need to start worrying less about peace between nations and worry about peace between god and man and that comes through jesus christ because jesus christ is abraham's seed in whom all the nations of the world are blessed let's promote jesus christ so thank you for watching this i hope this was a help god bless you we'll see you all next time